Welcome to Farm Chica's next podcast focusing on the medieval fruit, the medlar. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. Oh, medlars get such a bad reputation. But in Romeo and Juliet, Mercutio said, if love be blind, love cannot hit the mark. Now he will sit under a medlar tree and wish his mistress were that kind of fruit. Yes, that was a sexual innuendo that Shakespeare in the 16th century used to refer to the medlar tree. Fast forward to the 18th century, the fruit can be described as a fruit vulgarly called an open arse of which it is more truly than delicately said that it is never ripe till it is as rotten as a turd and then it's not worth a fart. And in French, it's called coup de chêne, which translates to dog's butt. But I can assure you, medlars are very far from being anything compared to a dog's butt. They're actually a great medieval fruit and a great survival tree to add to your farm homes that are backyard. The medlar is an ancient fruit introduced to Greece around 700 BC and to Rome about 200 BC. It played an important role during Roman and medieval times. And I can't quite see the reference to the dog butt that the French had in the 18th century, but just looking at the history of the fruit by the 17th and 18th century, it actually been superseded by other fruits and little is cultivated today. I think what makes it interesting is that it becomes edible in the winter. It's basically inedible until it's rotten, and this process is called bledding, which can occur when the fruit is attached to the tree after the frost, which allows it to achieve that sugar and really allowing it that picking kind of ripe. Or you can pick them when they're almost ripe and then store them in a cool, dry place for a couple of weeks. The traditional way to eat a medlar is to, once it's bledded and rotten, You use the pulp, um, you can mix it with pork, it can be made into jellies and a medlar cheese. No, it's not a cheese. It's high in pectin, similar to its cousin, the quince. It's highly related to a quince tree. So it has high pectin, which allows it to be a great um, jelloine-like property in it. And yes, it sounds disgusting that you don't eat this fruit until it's rotten, but honestly, the smell is like cinnamon apples is the best way to describe a medlar. Thanks to the Brits, the medlars have never quite disappeared. They've been, they not only played a role historically, but the Brits love their medlar tarts. Medlars are a late blossoming fruit, which means they're not impacted by late frost and you get some fruit deep in the winter. We just harvested these on the farm in December, just a few days before December 31st, which think about it, y'all. Most of our fruit is ripe in the summer or we import our fruit ripe in other parts of the world. Think about having a fresh ripe fruit in the deep winter. Most people probably don't even know what a medlar looks like these days just because they've lost um, kind of recognition in our society today. And again, thanks to the Brits from their documentation and their cookbooks, Dating back from as late as the 1597 and 1660, you can find recipes for a medlar tart.
which basically the recipe goes as take medlars that be rotten and stamp them, then set them on a chafing dish with coals and beat in two yolks of eggs, boiling it till it's somewhat thick, then season them with sugar, cinnamon, and ginger and lay it in the paste. That's a medlar tart. And back in the Tudor times, during when Elizabeth I was on the crown in England, their sugar wasn't as refined as it is today. So to replicate this, I suggest using some soft, light brown sugar. And the best way to describe the outcome is it kind of looks like the color of a pumpkin pie that you would see around Thanksgiving in America. And because medlars are high in pectin, it's really easy to make the jams and jellies with these. So that's an other popular method of using it or similar to membrillo made out of quince, which is essentially quince paste. You can make a similar paste called medlar cheese. No, this is not cheese in the typical sense, but this is definitely a solidified jello like mold that you can create out of a medlar and it tastes just like fruit. You can put on with any kind of cheeses for a charcuterie board, or you can eat it on your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So what are medlars? Well, they're a common tree. They can grow small, large, or you can make them into a large shrub. They're native from Southeastern Europe to Central Asia. They produce three to six inch long elliptical dark green leaves that turn to a lovely mix of yellow, green, red, and purple in the fall. It's a member of the rosacea family. So similar to quinces, it's related to the rose family. Medlars have beautiful white to pinkish rose-like flowers in late spring that smell really lovely. Immature fruit is hard and bitter, but when ripe, they become soft, smushy, and reminiscent of a spicy applesauce. To me, it smelled like cinnamon applesauce, and it tastes just like cinnamon applesauce. Generally, you don't pick these till late autumn, and so after the leaves have dropped, um, the action of frost actually advances the bleeding process, the softening or that rotting process. And again, medlars have been cultivated for thousands of years, so our ancestors definitely knew something right. And honestly, they're sweet in of themselves. So before sugar became a bulk commodity around 1500 AD, medlars provided a really nice welcome sweet treat during fall and winter months. Medlars' popularity has waned except during England and Victoria times. Um, usually jellies and liquors are created for Christmas time. And however, in recent years, medlars have been making quite a comeback. It's an interesting fruit, unusual and often forgotten. Lots of nurseries that specialize in this fruit have different cultivars that they've adapted over time that provide those flavorful fruit for us. These are hardy in U.S. zones 5 through 8, um, but medlars grow best in moist, fertile soil and full sun to light shade in locations protect it from strong winds. So if you decide to grow a medlar, they're fantastic. Um, it can be described as an acquired taste. And you can use this to make jelly, medlar cheeses, medlar jam, which is similar to, as I mentioned, membrillo or lemon curd. Medlars are also high in tannins, and so they've often been mixed with winemaking processes because they're high in tannin, which helps wine withstand the time of aging. In general, the fruit is found to be rich in potassium, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, and iron. So if you do happen to stumble upon a medlar tree, I highly doubt you'll even find these in a farmer's market, but if you happen to stumble upon it, you just want to take as many medlars as you have that are soft and kind of what they look like rotten. Um, if you pick them too fresh, you'll have to definitely let them sit and kind of like over ripen, but you can pick them from the tree over ripe. 
um, stick them in a big pot and cover um, them with water just a little bit over the fruit. Turn it on, get it kind of boiling slightly. Use a potato masher and mash that fruit down. Then once that's getting warm enough, then you put it through a not a fine mesh sieve, but definitely something like that can have um, has wide enough holes to push the pulp through. So like a food meal or even through cheesecloth, but this takes some elbow grease and some work, but you want to push that pulp through. And then what I do is I take that pulp and then I put it through a fine mesh sieve like a chinua, and then I can get out a lot of that water content. And then I have the pulp and that pulp can be mixed with sugar and spices and lemon to make a medlar jam. You can also make the medlar cheese, which basically you're just cooking it down. I decided to follow the traditional medieval recipe I found on medlar tarts and they came out wonderful. It's an acquired taste. It's very interesting. It's I can't explain the taste because it's something I've never tasted before because this is my first time eating a medlar, but they definitely taste like cinnamon apples is the best um, closest in my palate. Um, I've read that some people taste hints of apricot, whatever that is. Your palate is different from mine, but it's definitely a really great fruit. It's high in vitamins, and I highly suggest that you give this a try. In Miguel de Cervantes, Don Quixote, they stretch themselves out in the middle of a field and stuff themselves with acorn or medlars. Well, thank you for listening to Farm Chica's podcast, focusing on the mysterious fruit, the medlar. I hope you learned a thing or two, and I hope I inspired you to try a new fruit.